Hey, Drinking Buddies. Thanks for supporting our pop-up event. You can pre-order Drinking Buddy snacks for pickup at Yaku Dorian Convoy in San Diego on October 7th, Lagu Cafe in Irvine on October 8th, and Tamaen in Lomita on October 9th. Head to www.okayamakobousa.com slash pop-up to check out the menus and pre-order before we sell out. Pre-order now. But the thing about our sake was that it was made domestically, whereas other sake was just coming in from Japan. So it was a breath of fresh air. This is the Drinking Buddy Show, where we explore food, craft, beverage pairings, and the entrepreneurs and tastemakers behind them. I'm Frank, founder of Drinking Buddy Artisan Snacks. On today's show, Yuto Somiya joins us to share the story of Yaigaki, the first sake brand to start brewing in the United States. We'll talk about their founding over 350 years ago, their pioneering move to Vernon in the heart of Los Angeles in the 1980s, and Roga, their new venture brewed through a digital collaboration between Motoji in Japan and the brewing team here. Listeners of The Drinking Buddy Show get an exclusive 15% discount on Roga Sake, available only at www.rogasake.com. That's R-O-G-A-Sake.com. Use code the DB Show from October 1st to October 31st, 2020, and get 15% off Roga Junmai and Junmai Daiginjo Sake. Yuto Somiya joined Yaigaki in Los Angeles in early 2019 after stints in airlines, import and export, and most recently at Kirin. As the public face of Yaigaki in the US, Yuto shares the stories behind the small but mighty team in Vernon, including their veteran female brewery manager, Reiko Wade. I was born in Japan in 1986. I grew up in Fukuoka. I came to the United States at the age of 12. And I grew up in the Southern California area, mostly Orange County. Went to elementary, middle school, high school in the Huntington Beach area. And after that, I went to Cal State University of San Marcos, where I started working at Stone Brewing Company. I started as a busser and I moved on to uh, barback, so that's where I got to learn more about beer and wine as well. Stone was something big uh, around San Marcos, as especially a college student. Uh, once I turned 21, I started drinking more beer, and Stone was the it beer for that region of San Diego. It was about maybe two miles away from my college and where I lived. A friend of mine had been working there for a while, and the person told me how great of a company it was. So I decided to apply, and thankfully I got in, and from there it was history. I joined Yaigaki in 2019, and so I've been there for about a year and a half now. But prior to that, I was with Kirin Beer, and I worked there for about two years. Between that time, the regional beer to the major beer company, there was about maybe eight years of where I worked as a trading company, exporting and importing. And before that, I worked at Japan Airlines as well. So I've had some different career. And when I was with the distribution company, we used to handle everything. And I wanted to kind of scale down the brands that I wanted to work with. And this Kirin beer opportunity came up, so I took it. And I did that for about two years, and I wanted to venture into something different. And Yaigaki's position came up, and I decided to apply, and then I got in. It was kind of an opportunity and timing. To be honest, I knew nothing about sake till I joined Yaigaki. 
And that seems surprising to a lot of people because I am a native Japanese and people think, people might think that, you know, all Japanese people know about Japanese sake, but I couldn't tell you the difference from Junmai to Junmai Ginjo to、uh, Junmai Daiginjo before I joined the company. Since I was 12, when I left Japan, I didn't have the chance to appreciate what Japan had to offer when it came to alcohol. Yuto shares the history of Yaigaki. Yaigaki was founded by the Hasegawa family, and the founder of Yaigaki is Ega Hasegawa. He established the sake brewery and lumber shop in 1666. Sake making season is usually from October to March. So, Lumber Shop was established to maintain the business flow. So, they chose Banshu Hayashida to start Yaigaki because of the water source from Imogawa River, and the land was well suited to grow the rice or sake. Hayashida area from Himeji is maybe about 40 minutes to the east. A lot of sake, a lot of fermented stuff, a lot of soy manufacturing companies out there, miso, you name it. The brand's name is from the Japanese、uh, classical poem. So, Yegaki is also involved in the bio industry, food systems, and research and development. Bio is a manufacturing of natural color foods, for example, the color dyes that you use in snacks or some healthy foods and stuff. As for Yegaki food and system, they're involved in machinery for the production of fermented food. Since Yaigaki started as a sake company, they perfected the fermentation of koji. They create small machinery that can create koji mold. These machineries are used for soy, miso, and tofu. Yuto shares why Yaigaki decided to expand to Los Angeles. Mr. Yuzo Hasegawa, 13th generation, Yaigaki group. Always wanted to venture out to the international stage. In 1987, everything fell in the right places because the economy was stable and alcohol consumption was stable as well. So they decided to make USA a hub and try to create a business here in the US. And they chose Vernon, California, which is very close to downtown LA. What was their thought process on that? The city was very helpful. And that area is very blue collar. Everybody does the eight hour shift. Also, you already had established Japanese communities around that area, especially a little Tokyo, which is only 20 minutes away from our factory. And Yaigaki had many support at that time. Some Japanese companies are still in Vernon as well. Takaokaya USA, they do tea, seaweed, drying. What challenges did that team have? From the manufacturing standpoint, information about getting the quality sake was limited. They knew what area was suitable for rice making, but there was no internet back in the day. So they had to network and get the right information in order to reach them. And also, trying to brew the quality sake compared to Japan was pretty hard as well. You have two very big challenges there. Because you don't have the rice that Japan has, and you don't、mm-hmm. have the water of that area in Himeji. Till this day, we process LA water. It goes through many filterings and、uh, making sure it's soft enough and then comparable to Japan. 
And so you do a water yeah. profile to try and be similar to Himeji? That's correct, yes. Were you importing Japanese rice? We were using California rice, cow rose, for the domestic products. So we had competitors already, Takara and Ozeki, doing the domestic sake sales here in the U.S. back in the 1980s. It wasn't cheap to eat Japanese food back in the day. So if you wanted something quality, then you have to pay higher price. So if you were going to pay a higher price, you knew you were getting something over quality. The number of Japanese restaurants back in the 80s was maybe one-tenth of what it is today. So the footwork and networking is something that my manager had to do. But slowly, we were able to get into the general markets and stuff, and they took an interest in the sophistication of Japanese sake. So they took a chance, and finally, we were able to work with other distributors to distribute our sake from the West Coast. How did restaurants and chefs in that community react to the new sake? Initially, it was, oh, another sake company trying to venture into the U.S. But the thing about our sake was that it was made domestically, whereas other sake was just coming in from Japan. So it was a breath of fresh air. Once they tried it, because our sake tends to be a little more drier than the other competitors' sake, they took a notice of that and we started getting a following behind their product. Thanks for listening so far. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Then head to www.thedrinkingbuddyshop.com and pick up some tasty pub snacks, barware, and more. Every purchase you make helps us support small family-owned businesses in rural Japan and bring you more delicious, unique snacks to pair with your favorite beverages. Special thanks to all of you that have already started enjoying our snacks and sharing them with your buddies. You're on to a second-generation brand called Roga. Can you tell me about that? Roga, in Japanese, is a traveler who sleeps outdoors under the night sky. It's from a Japanese poem as well, but he wakes up in the morning with dew drops on him. We envision the traveler having come a long way from his hometown with adventurous spirit, looking for new discoveries. So we came all the way from Japan back in the 1980s while keeping their Japanese roots, we're trying to accomplish and create something new in the U.S. Yaegaki was trying to make the first premium domestic sake made from 100% California-grown Yamada Nishiki rice for the longest time. But there were many hurdles to finally achieve our best sake ever made in the United States. The creation of Roga Sake from the brewery standpoint was a collaboration effort between Reiko, the brewery manager, and Sato Toji in Yaegaki headquarters in Japan, and Adolfo, who is the brewery veteran at Yaegaki USA. I believe he has been working for more than 20 years or so now. What Reiko and Adolfo had to do was Reiko would communicate with uh, Sato Toji in Yaegaki headquarters during the uh, fermentation process for Roga every day. And whatever information Reiko got from Mr. Sato in Japan, she would relay that message to Adolfo and make sure each parameter was set accordingly on the U.S. side. 
Reiko mentioned that the creation of Roga Sake wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for Sato Tojin Adolfo uh, because of the uh, strenuous workload that they had to go through to create this sake. We did this in 2019, and back then, pandemic wasn't in the picture yet. So once the pandemic happened, and now all the possibilities with virtual things, now it just makes total sense. Yuto shares some of the challenges the team faced while creating Roga Sake. So Yamane Nishiki Rice uh, from Himeji and Yamane Nishiki Rice growing in California is a bit different. When you start brewing the sake using the California Yamane Nishiki Rice, all the parameters have to be 100% correct. Reiko, the Toji for the USA facility, she had to communicate back and forth between the Japanese Toji 24-7, even go to the brewery during the weekend to make sure the temperatures are correct or the timing is correct, the water temperature. So just the manufacturing standpoint, it took a while to get the parameter correct. And in the beginning, we gave up several times just because we couldn't do that. But I think with the newer technologies that's coming, communication-wise as well, it became easier for us to finally achieve the goal. Just last year, we were able to launch the product Roga. We made the Roga a little more friendlier to the general market so people don't feel intimidated to pick up a Japanese sake. When you go to the stores and when you look at Roga, I wouldn't put Japanese kanji on there or any Japanese characters on there. And then one more thing about our sake making processes mm-hmm. that we don't use anything mechanical. Everything is by hand. It's a traditional Japanese sake making still. We only have about 10 workers on a daily basis. We make sake every day. That's something that we wanted to keep going forward as well. We want to keep it as craft as possible. We believe that the passion that goes into sake making goes into the taste as well. So, Yuto takes us through the lineup from Yaigaki and Roga. Roga Daginjo is the red label. It is a crisp, semi-dry sake that has elegant richness with hint of plum. For myself, it is best to be served chilled in white wine glass. So you can get the best aroma for both the Genjo and Jumai as well. This sake pairs well with cheese, fruits, and vegetables. I usually like to drink it by itself because the characteristic of the Roga Daiginjo is so sophisticated that I don't want to mix with other things. But I try with cheese and fruits. Uh, fruits, especially cantaloupe, it goes perfectly well with this sake. So Roga Juma is the light blue label. And this is light and dry sake with a refreshing acidity that pairs well with both flavor foods. This one is a little bit more versatile when it comes to serving temperature. You can serve it room temperature warm, cool, or a little bit cold, but not too chilled, in a white wine glass as well. And this one, I've tried it with pepper or sauced seafoods, steaks, and other bold flavor. I've also tried it with Mexican food, Italian food, and barbecue as well. Especially in the hot summer day, this would be a perfect thing to pair with barbecue. Yaigaki Jumai is definitely our staple sake. This is very versatile, and many restaurants use it just because this one, you can drink it all the way from chill to warm. 
and you can pair it with any foods uh, that's available, Asian, Italian, French, American, Mexican, Greek. The next one is probably my personal favorite, which is the uh, Yagaki Cloud Nigori, unfiltered sake. And this is becoming more popular in the U.S. for people that want something a little bit sweeter. It's a well-balanced nigori because it's refreshing and milky taste, but it has a little bit of kick to it as well. And this product, nigori, pairs well with barbecue or just drinking it by itself. It is best served chilled. I can second that. Don't have nigori warm. (laughs) Yeah, don't have nigori warm, please, no. And then lastly, it's the Reiko Sake. It's a Jumai. Only available at restaurants are named after our sake brewmaster, uh, Reiko Wade. She has been making the Aigaki since 1989. This one's also versatile. It's a 13% alcohol. Most of the restaurants use it for drinking as well as cooking, just because it is versatile. She still works with us. She goes to work uh, 7 a.m. every day. She wakes up at like 5 a.m. Some weekends she's uh, at the brewery making sure everything's running correctly. At the time when she joined, there were only about five employees and she was asked to be the jack of all trades. So she started as a factory worker. So she was just asked to do uh, pretty much everything. Uh, And obviously from cleaning to like operation to X, Y, and Z. She started getting the trust from the Japan side and from the brewery side as well. And she started just climbing the ladder and she became brewery manager uh, shortly after. And she never thought she was special for becoming one of the few female sake brewery manager. She just enjoyed making sake, working every day, and learning something new. And so at the end of each shift, she kept a journal. She wrote down everything she did that day. So the following day, she would imitate what others were doing and made sure to do it better next time around. Rickle was afraid to fail. She wanted to make sure Yagaki prospered and continue the growth that they were expected to do. Since she joined in 89 to around 2003, she was the only person in the brewery that could do everything. Her thought was, if she didn't do it, then who will? I thought that was pretty cool. So after that, in 2003, Yagaki hired the assistant, Toji. So uh, from that point, they collaborated together and started making new sakes like Nigori and Draft that became more popular in the U.S. She is training somebody at this point. There's somebody that joined us about a year ago, but she's hoping to work well into her 80s and 90s. One time I asked her what her hobby was, and she said, making sake. So she uh, truly loves sake. Yuto shares where you can get Yaigaki and Noga. So you can purchase Yaigaki brands at most of the general markets. We have it at the beverage shops. Roga, since it was just launched and this COVID thing happened, You can purchase Rogaf online right now. Thanks so much to Yuto Somiya. You can learn more about Yaigaki by visiting yaigaki.com. That's Y-A-E-G-A-K-I. And following them on Instagram at yaigaki.usa. Listeners of The Drinking Buddy Show get an exclusive 15% discount on Rogasake, available only at www.rogasake.com. That's R-O-G-A-Sake.com. 
Use code the DV Show from October 1st to October 31st, 2020, and get 15% off Roga Junmai and Junmai Daiginjo Sake. That's it for season one of the Drinking Buddy Show. Thank you so much for being one of our first listeners and supporting Drinking Buddy. We'll be back next season with even more craft beverage entrepreneurs and educators. We'd love to hear from you as well. Leave us a review and let us know what you'd like to see next season on the Drinking Buddy Show. Thanks for listening to the Drinking Buddy Show. Be sure to subscribe and share it with your buddies. Check out our latest artisanal snack offerings at www.thedrinkingbuddyshop.com. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Take care and drink well.